Good morning and welcome to worship here at First Lutheran Church in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. My name is Pastor Craig Brown. In just a few moments, I'll be joined by intern Kirsten Weed to help us lead our worship along with our musicians, Marita Wolgast and Don Schlesinger. We are so glad to have you along with us here for this live interactive worship today. Recently, our church council and leadership decided to continue worshiping online only to keep everyone safe at this time. And we really appreciate your support in both in terms of your attendance and your generosity. Almost every week, we've had over a thousand of you tune in to our live broadcast and the, uh, the generosity you've shared has just been tremendous from mailing in checks to giving through our Simply Giving program. And if you would like to make an offering uh, to the Lord this morning, please just click on the word give and you can make that safely and securely today to help us uh, further spread the gospel. Next week, we will celebrate Holy Communion and have an old-fashioned hymn sing only across the internet live. So please, today, type in your song requests in our chat box today and we will gather all your requests up this week and we will sing them next week at our live stream service. Then in two weeks, we're starting a new worship series called Life Together, and as part of that series, we'll be reading through a book written by Lutheran pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who lived through isolation in a Nazi concentration camp. And just a few years prior to being in prison, he wrote an amazing book called Life Together. This will be the focus of our live online adult ed in June. I'd encourage you to buy the book today on christianbook.com or Amazon or wherever you normally buy your books online. Also, as part of our life together, we want to invite you and your family to help us lead worship wherever you are, because the church is where you are. We're asking families to take a video of yourselves out on your lawn or your front porch or even your couch saying the Lord's Prayer as a family or doing one of our uh, daily readings. You'll shoot the video, send it to us, and we'll splice it into worship. We're looking for kids and adults to read scripture, pray, play an instrument, sing, dance, whatever. If you're interested, just drop a comment in our chat box or email me, Pastor Craig, and I'll give you the next steps how to get started. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds to worship our good and gracious God. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the life beyond all death, the joy beyond all sorrow, our everlasting home. Amen. Rejoicing in Christ's victory over sin and death, let us come before God who calls us to repentance. God of life, by the resurrection of your Son, you make everything new. Newness scares us, and we confess to shutting our doors in fear. We have not listened to voices that challenge us, we have resisted the Holy Spirit, moving us in new directions. Our hearts are slow to believe your promises. Forgive us, O God, and renew us to embrace without fear the new life you have given us in Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is alive, and death has lost its power. Through the waters of baptism, you have been born anew by the living word of God. Know that your sins are forgiven in Jesus' name and that the spirit of the risen Christ is alive in you both now and forever. 
Amen. of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God from which nothing can separate us, and the life-giving Holy Spirit be with you all. Also with you.
Let us pray. Almighty God, your only Son was taken into the heavens and in your presence intercedes for us. Mercifully give us faith to trust that as he promised, he abides with us on earth. Receive us and our prayers for all the world, and in the end, bring everything into your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Jesus does not abandon his followers. Through the Holy Spirit, Jesus comes to abide with his disciples of every generation. As Pentecost draws near, we are reminded that the risen Christ dwells in us in the spirit of truth. We receive this spirit in baptism, and we pray that in our gathering around the Lord's table, the spirit will transform us to be the body of the risen Christ in the world. The first lesson comes from Ephesians, the first chapter. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with your eyes and your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Our gospel comes from Luke, the 24th chapter. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, The Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And you are my witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my Father has promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven." And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I have some show and tell today. This is a, one of my favorite spades, shovels. Was working with this the other day in the yard with our oldest son, Kirk, and we got done with our project, and I explained to him that we needed to clean our tools and put them away and and take good care of them. He said, why do we have to do all this, Dad? I said, well, it's a lesson that's been passed down to me from my grandfather. There's a picture of him there, Floyd Brown, and uh, he taught my dad, Claude, uh, to take care of your tools. My grandpa was raised in a different generation. We live in a disposable generation, but their generation, they repurposed and hung on to everything. And he taught my dad to take care of his tools, to clean them, to put them away so you knew where they were and that they would last longer. He taught this lesson to my dad. My dad taught this lesson to me. And now I'm teaching this lesson to our boys. Well, this is the same thing that Jesus tells us. In the first sentence, the line of this gospel today, which are the last few words of the entire gospel of Luke, 
Jesus is about to ascend up to heaven to be with his heavenly Father. But this, in his goodbye speech to us, he says, remember the words that I have told you. Remember all that you have seen, all that you have witnessed since I've been raised from the dead, and even before then, and take these tools with you and take good care of all of them. Of course, we know all things here under heaven are not worth hanging on to, or at least at first glance. I had one of those illustrations with my grandpa in their house uh, growing up in Fairfield in their detached garage. He had just inside of the small door when you walked in an old Folgers can, and it was filled to the brim with rusty bent nails. I said to my dad one day, why does grandpa have a Folgers can full of rusty bent nails? And he laughed and he said, well, your grandpa plans to polish those and straighten them out someday and reuse them. I said, really? Why not just go buy new nails? But that's what they did in that generation. In fact, my grandmother did not share uh, my grandpa's love of hanging on to things. And one morning, my uncle Stephen Craig Brown, who I'm named after, tells a story, said I could share this with you, that one Saturday morning when my uncle Steve was growing up, my grandma said to him, Steve, you're going to wake up today and I want you to go out to that uh, detached garage and take all that junk out of there and put it on the curb. The trash man's coming this week. Uncle Steve said, did you clear this with dad? <laughs> and she says, yes, just go do it. So my uncle Steve in the heat of summer took slowly all this garbage that weighed a ton out to the curb and sure enough, when my grandpa got home at 3.30 from working his route that day, he looked at my uncle and he says, what are you doing? He said, mom told me to bring all the stuff from the garage and put it on the curb. He says, you're going to pick everything right back up and put it right back where you found it. He said, are you serious? He says, I'm dead serious. So my uncle, full of sweat, picked everything back up and put it back in the garage where he found it. I asked my uncle, do you remember how this came out? Because he was kind of caught in the middle of this triangle between my grandpa and grandma. And he says, I believe the next day, dad compromised and took some stuff out to the curb. My grandpa might have been stubborn, but he wasn't stupid. <laughs> and I think at first glance, uh, some of the things that we think are useless actually have some value. And we have to look at them through different, a different lens, perhaps with different eyes. Sometimes time and perspective helps us see something's value even its own. Jesus tells us this when he says uh, that you've heard the scriptures say that the Messiah must die and be raised on the third day. You may wonder why did Jesus have to die? Why is there suffering in the world? Why are there pandemics? These are questions not easily answered, but given time and distance and perspective, sometimes we can see something's value, even our own. One of my favorite movies that always plays this time of year on Memorial Day weekend is the movie Saving Private Ryan, featuring Tom Hanks. In this uh, fictional story, Tom Hanks plays an army captain that's led with this mission to go retrieve a young man named James Ryan, Private Ryan, from Iowa because he had lost his three brothers to the war and they didn't want to have to send their, his poor mother another letter, a fourth letter that their fourth son had died. You see, they wanted this young man to live and to be able to carry on the lessons of his family's legacy. And so Tom Hanks and his group of band of brothers went out searching for Private Ryan. And when they, uh, by the way, uh, I'm a complete aside here, I'm a complete pacifist and do not promote war of any kind 
And if you want to uh, make my, help make my case, watch the first 20 minutes of this movie, if you can stomach it, and you'll realize that we should never uh, choose construct, um, combat, destructive combat like this. But at the same token, I'm so proud of my grandfather and their generation for answering the call when tyranny was spreading across the globe and megalomaniacs who were murderers and bullies and were killing people that they perceived to be weaker than them and taking away people's freedoms that they answered the call and they said, not on our watch. We are going to be the defender of the weak. And so they went to this, this battle, this World War II. And in this story, uh, Tom Hanks and his men, they, they find Private Ryan. And at the end of it, they're getting ready to send him home. And many of them have died so that he may have life. And in the closing scenes, one of the closing scenes, Tom Hanks' character, the captain, pulls the Private Ryan from Iowa close. James Ryan, he says, James earn this. In other words, earn these men who have died to set you free. You're going to go home and you're going to have a long and hopefully healthy life. Do something with your life. Make a difference. Help some others. Do something with the freedoms that we have earned for you by our deaths. He says, he pulls them close and he says, earn it. For the rest of the movie, James Ryan contemplates his life now as an old man, have I done enough? Have I earned the freedoms that these men and women have laid down their lives to sacrifice for me? And I think when we watch this movie, us the viewer, we ask the same questions of ourselves. Have we done enough as free Americans to earn the way that's been paid for us? And friends, when I go home and look in the mirror at night and wonder these same questions, have I done enough? to step out, stamp out tyranny? Have I done enough to stand up against systematic racism and white supremacy? Have I done enough to stand up for those who are picked on and put down as an American and as a Christian? And I'm going to be honest with myself. When I look in the mirror at night, the answer is probably no. But it's in this moment that I thank God that we have a loving and forgiving God in Jesus Christ. One who sees that we fall short of the glory of God and still accepts us and still is willing to use us even in our brokenness. Jesus comes to the disciples just before his ascension and he says to them that these things must take place. It's going to be a difficult road but it's a good one, and I have plans to use you. Hang in there. I will be with you. I think many of us see the challenges before us as Christians and our shortcomings, and we really look at ourselves as kind of a bunch of old rusty nails inside of an old Folgers can in a garage. We don't see our value. We don't see the difference that we can make in this world. And yet for a moment, if we would ponder how God sees us as redeemable, that we could be straightened out, that we could be polished, that we could be repurposed, maybe even into something more beautiful than we could ever imagine. Friends, this Memorial Day weekend, 
we certainly in our hearts remember those who have gone before us, including our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Our thoughts are with those who will come after us in the generations to follow, but let our eyes and our ears be open to all those around us who need the good news, the lessons that have been handed to us that need to be handed to others. Amen. using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe believe in God, God, the the Father Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, we join the people of God in all times and in all places in praying for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Living God, 
you chose us to be your witnesses for the world. We pray for the church in every place and the congregations in our community. Focus our hearts and minds on the ministry we share in your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Sovereign God, you rule the heavens, the earth, and time itself. Make this a time of justice, peace, and solidarity among all nations and peoples, so that oppression and violence rule no more. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Tender God, we wait with hope for your presence to heal us, bless us, restore us, and give us peace. We pray especially for healthcare worker Jennifer Dills, Dr. Cindy Hannawalt, physician's assistant Sue Baxter, nurse Amy Beckman, mental health counselor Jennifer Bradley, Dr. Mohit Chala, physical therapist assistant Nicole Chavez, and dentist, Dr. George Hanna. Lord, in your mercy, hear Hear our our prayer. God of strength, give courage to all who embark on new ventures. We especially remember this weekend those who risked their lives to serve in our armed forces. Grant safety to those serving at home or abroad and assure them of your never-failing strength. Lord, in your mercy, hear Hear our our prayer. prayer. Infinite God, your inheritance given to all your saints is your presence in our life and in our death. We remember with thanksgiving all the faithful departed. Comfort Travis Myers and Karen Shade on the deaths of their son, Titan Allen Myers. Be with Linda and Jason Hunt on the death of Linda's father, John Lane. Comfort Daniel, Whitney, and Luke Lepke on the death of Daniel's grandmother, Annetta Grant. Be with Debbie and Tom Schamberger on the death of Cindy Schamberger. Comfort John Lepsey on the death of his cousin, George Hinderrocker. Lord, in your mercy, hear Hear our our prayer. prayer. With bold confidence in your love, almighty God, we place all for whom we pray into your eternal care through Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us now all join together in the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us for this live stream worship here on this Memorial Day weekend. Hope you have a blessed weekend. I'll be with you uh, in the chat room here in the virtual narthex to say hello. Please uh, hang out, listen to our postlude, and, uh, and share a few comments if you would. Would you receive now the blessing? May the one who brought forth Jesus from the dead raise you to new life, fill you with hope, and turn your mourning into dancing. And Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.